This is Joanna Going, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. Whenever you're listening to this, this is episode 387 of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak, and this is the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with the guests from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week, Joanna Going is going to be joining us. She's one of the stars of Kingdom. She was on House of Cards. She was in the movie Wyatt Earp, Love and Mercy, and so many other things. We're going to be talking about all of that coming up in a few minutes with Joanna Going right here on On Screen and Beyond. So I hope you're going to be listening. And we have been lining up some more people. I'm a day late getting this episode out. But yesterday I was in Rhode Island at a convention. And I was lining up some more people to interview here at On Screen and Beyond. So we've got some more guests coming our way. And going to tell you all about uh, what's coming your way as far as remakes and sequels and a whole bunch of other things. Like, uh, to just give you an idea, The Little Mermaid. And also, we've got some information about Aladdin. And Bloodfather with Mel Gibson. All sorts of stuff. It's coming up in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. But let's get ready. It's time to kick off with Remake Madness right here on On Screen Beyond. Please hang up and try again. Remake Madness, the remake of The Crow is finally seeing movement. And Corin Hardy is on board to direct. And filming will start in March of 2016. And the director of the Stephen King book, It says the new movie will be split into two movies, part one and part two. So that's kind of interesting. And also the live remake of The Little Mermaid has nabbed Chloe Grace Moretz, and she's going to be in the lead role, and they are still looking for the director after the uh, previous director had to drop out. And that's it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies? Upcoming new movies, Nicole Kidman will star in Silent Wife. And this is a film about a woman who sets out to murder her cheating husband. And look for Bruce Willis. He's going to be starring in Extraction as a former CIA agent is kidnapped by terrorists. And his son sets out to save him when no rescue attempt is being planned. And you can look for Mel Gibson to star in Bloodfather as an ex-con tries to protect his daughter from drug dealers. And that's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we're going to take you down to Sequel City. We're going to find out what's coming your way as far as sequels right here on On Screen and Beyond. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. 
Ethics is the Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX is the Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. Sequel City, it looks like Jurassic World 2 and 3 are on the move. Release dates are 2 will be in the summer of 2018 and Jurassic World 3 in 2019 or 2020. Not too specific on that one at this time, but uh, we'll keep you informed when we get the exact dates. And you can don't look for Disney to use unused Robin Williams' audio for Aladdin in a new Aladdin movie. Uh, it, uh, they had actually talked about doing that. They said they had enough outtakes from the recordings with Robin Williams that they could make a sequel to Aladdin using those outtakes. But uh, as it turns out, Robin Williams... Will prohibits them from using his voice in any films for 25 years. So odds are, in 25 years, we'll be getting a new Aladdin movie with Robin Williams. But uh, <laughs> time will tell on that one. That's it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, TV on DVD. TV on DVD, the 45-disc set of Barnaby Jones, the Complete Collection, limited edition, will now hit stores in December of this year. Specifically, the date has not been exactly nailed down, but we'll let you know when it does. And on January 5th, you can get Joe Dirt, Beautiful Loser. And on uh, also on January 5th, True Detectives, the complete second season will be hitting stores. That's it for TV on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen to Be On, what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD? We've got it next. <laughs> movies on DVD, The Perfect Guy will arrive in stores on December 29th. On December 15th, Fantastic Four lands on DVD and Blu-ray. And Ted 2 with Mark Wahlberg will make its way to the stores on Blu-ray and DVD on December 15th. That's it for Movies on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, it's TV and Entertainment Time. <laughs> TV and Entertainment Time, continuing with last week's TV remakes, sequels, and prequels that I was talking about uh, that were in the works. Still a lot of it going on, and Sony is working on a TV series of Hotel Transylvania. And 20th Century Fox is working on remaking the A-Team back into a new TV show. In the early stages, a TV redo of Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters is in the works. Fox is going to redo 24 without Kiefer Sutherland. And NBC is trying to revive Law & Order. And Fox is trying to give us a TV show of Lethal Weapon. Remember, that was a movie with Mel Gibson. Well, they're going to make that into a TV show after all these years. And a remake of Heart to Heart is in the works with a gay couple. And that's it. Uh, oh, and also one more here. ABC may remake Fantasy Island. The plane. Okay. And that's it for TV and entertainment time. Coming up next on On Screen to Beyond, it's Celebrity Birthdays. <laughs> 
Celebrity birthdays on November 9th. Lou Ferrigno turns 74. November 10th, Tracy Morgan, 47. Mackenzie Phillips, 56. November 11th, Leonardo DiCaprio turns 41. And Demi Moore turns 53. November 12th, Ryan Gosling turns 35. And Hathaway turns 33. And Neil Young turns 70. November 13th, Whoopi Goldberg turns 60. And Jimmy Kimmel turns 48. And Joe Matania, who was a past guest right here at On Screen and Beyond, turns 68. And on November 14th, Josh Dumel turns 43. And Patrick Warburton turns 51. And that's it for celebrity birthdays. As far as listener birthdays, Stella B. of Newton, Massachusetts, turns 37 on November 13th. And that is it for celebrity and listener birthdays. If you have a friend, relative, or you are going to be celebrating a birthday, send the information to me of when it's going to be, and we'll put you on the list, and we'll all wish you a very, very happy birthday. All around the world, people will be wishing you a very happy birthday, so uh, be sure to do that. You can send it to me at feedback at onscreentobeyond.com. We'll get it on there. So that's it. Well. What it is time for now, Joanna Going is going to be joining us. Now, she is in the DirecTV series called Kingdom. She was also on the House of Cards. She played the wife of the president before. Uh, well, I don't want to, we don't want to give you all the things away, but uh, she was on House of Cards. She was in Wyatt Earp. She was in Love and Mercy. She's been in a lot of things. She's going to talk about all of that. And it's coming up next, Joanna Going, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Today's guest on On Screen and Beyond is an actress who we have seen on many roles on TV and movies, including Another World, Dark Shadows, House of Cards as First Lady Trisha Walker, From Dust Till Dawn, the series, Kingdom, and in the film about Beach Boy Brian Wilson, Love and Mercy. It's Joanna Going. Joanna, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Hi, thank you, Brian. It's a pleasure to have you with us, and uh, you've had some great roles over the years. Yeah, I've been lucky. I, I have um, been very happy with the roles that I've had. Now, this is a question that's always tough to ask and tough tough to answer, I think. Tougher to answer, probably. But of all the roles you've had, are there any that were special to you and, and, and you really you really enjoyed doing them? Well, yeah, really tough to answer. Um, they're all my babies, you <laughs> <Right>. know. But, <laughs> um, but i got to say that... Um, Working with Larry Kasdan on, and Kevin Costner on Wyatt Earp was pretty spectacular. That was my first uh, feature. Mm -hmm. And playing um, Josie was really, uh, it was really satisfying the fact that she was a living person. She actually wrote this funny book, I Married Wyatt Earp. Um, so I, I had her in my pocket, I felt like, all the time, walking around uh, on set. Um, so that was that was pretty 
pretty thrilling. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned Dark Shadows, which was a lot of fun. I had memories of Dark Shadows from when I was a child and running over to friend's house to watch it because we weren't allowed to watch it in our house. <laughs> um, so, um, and, and I grew up in Newport, Rhode Island, where famously one of the exterior of the uh, original um, Dark Shadows house was mm-hmm. in Newport, Rhode Island. So we always felt a... A closeness to the show, mm-hmm. um, but it was a blast to do that show. A lot of, uh, a lot of costumes and wigs and and uh, a lot of blood and fog and all kinds of things going on. And Dan Curtis was uh, a load of fun to work with. Hmm. Now you you just brought up a couple of shows that that uh, as you were talking about them, I have all kinds of questions to ask you. Okay. <laughs> uh, starting with yeah. with wider. Uh, how did you get involved with that, first off? Just the traditional audition. Um, I was out in, I, I lived in New York at the time, and I had recently come back from Jamaica because I had done a TV series down there. And um, and I was out in L.A. Uh, kind of making one of those trips where you try to pack in as many auditions as possible, and I went in. And, you know, it's a, it's a long time ago, but I believe I originally went in to read the part that Annabeth Gish played, Wyatt's first wife. Um, and I read those sides, and then the casting director said, well, hey, let's have you look at this. And, hold on, okay, I have my phone making noise. Um, so, uh, so I went out in the hallway and, and looked at the part of Josie and... Uh, and read on tape with the casting director and then later went back and, and um, met Larry and sat with, with him for a little bit and talked. Mm-hmm. And next thing I knew, I was, I was part of that amazing experience. Wow. Now, you mentioned about playing a real-life character. Is that a lot hotter than just playing a character that nobody knows anything about? Well, I... I think it depends on you know where what era the person is from if they're you know if they're right here in the present day and you're mm-hmm. playing them i think that would be very challenging and and very intimidating um i was playing a character kind of in a fabled past who yeah actually did live and and um and as i said i was fortunate to have her almost her own diary um but then you have to let go and know that we are we are um, telling a story and in a certain you know structural way. So you you can't you have to let go of some things when you're when you're playing a historical character like that. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, now now that was like you say a, a, a character in the past, uh, but more recently when you did Love and Mercy, you did the the um, uh, Audrey Wilson, right? I did. Now, I did. now that's and something. It's that... a little bit. I mean, it's. I, I don't want to lead people um, <laughs> um, astray um, because I did shoot scenes in that film, but I'm a very tiny part of the finished film, and mm-hmm. as, yeah. as will happen often. Uh, you know, it's just something that you have to accept as an actor once the finished finished project uh, comes out. That um, there was a lot of amazing, amazing footage that they shot and um so audrey kind of gets short shrift in in the actual film 
but I did a lot of research on her, and I, so I felt kind of, you know, sad for, mm-hmm. for the yeah. way she kind of just gets uh, passed off as an alcoholic mom. Right, um, yeah. Because she was kind of an amazing woman. Yeah, I just watched it again a couple nights ago. So was, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was a great film. Great I, film. I, oh, I yeah. loved it. I loved I loved all those scenes in the recording studio and you you know, saw the, the process of it and um they were actually shooting in studios that they used, um, you know, way back when. Oh really? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny because uh, a couple about a month or so or two ago, uh, one of the guests on our show was one of the uh, the sons of one of the Wrecking Crew, who oh, were, wow. were the studio musicians who were doing yeah. that, and and they even mentioned in the movie some of those people's names, and it was like, oh, okay, yes, I, I know yeah. who that is. Yeah, those guys uh, playing playing those those characters, the Wrecking Crew, and. And that was so so much fun to watch the the way Brian Wilson would would come in, and then these people would get so excited because this was not the usual you know fair that they were used to, and then they were being challenged as musicians, and and they were you know willing to to follow him wherever he led them and and make that miraculous music. Mm, yeah. Yeah, and and like you say, the movie is a great movie. Anybody who hasn't seen it should go out and see it for sure because that uh, is just a great film. And what I'd like to see is you mentioned a lot of things were cut that that uh, you and I'm sure other parts were were uh, shortened mm-hmm. up because of the length of the film. But I'd like to see a full length, you know, not even a director's cut, but because a director's cut is still cut, but just everything, <laughs> just so we could see, you know, how, the great performances and everything of everything that was taken. Maybe there'll be a DVD package right. <laughs> that'll have all those goodies in it. I, I felt particularly disappointed because, um, I mean, Danny Glicker was the costume designer, and he did such an amazing job pulling all vintage pieces for the entire movie. And I, just, he, he dressed me so wonderfully, and um, I, you know, and I had this fabulous wig, blonde wig, and um, so I just, I was like, oh, all Danny's hard work. <laughs> But uh, now, it's, it's there to be seen, and, and in many other places, I just think that the, the sets and the costumes are just extraordinary. Mm. Were you a fan of the Beach Boys, or are you a fan of the Beach Boys? Oh, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Grew up, grew up in that music, and was uh, it was really fascinating to, to read more into the the whole story of. Uh, mm-hmm. Of the you know the whole family and then of course particularly Brian right yeah Jeez. now you mentioned dark shadows and and when I was going over my uh, my research here before we got on I was I was looking I thought well okay she was too young when Dark Shadows was on she was, so she's not going to know that you know I, mean? I was not too young <laughs> I'm afraid to say no I was not too young I was young but I was not too young right yeah it's surprising how many kids uh you know my age or age whatever that that were running home to see episodes of that show i mean it was a a gothic soap opera really (laughs) it was it was i mean it was the phenomenon it was the you know luke and laura of that time 
um, if I, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm probably dating myself once again there, but that was the general hospital phenomenon mm-hmm. of my college days. But, uh, yeah, everybody talked about it. And like I said, we, you know, we, we knew about it, my, my sister and I, but, um, every once in a while when we were at somebody else's house, we, we saw it and it was very scary. Um, I mean, when you look at back at it now, it's such primitive. Television. Right. <laughs> I mean, they were like, you know, they close the door and the set would shake. And, <laughs> and um, it was originally shot live and I, all kinds of things could happen. Um, but I and I, I just loved the the continuity you have of, of being with Dan Curtis, who created that show. Right. And all its many iterations, there are several feature films, and um, and to just be with him as he revisited that world, and he just loved it so much. He was always so delighted with it all, and, and um, he loved actors, and uh, just just he was so he was really kind of rough and gruff, but then he just would just kind of laugh and laugh about you know crazy stuff that we were doing. <laughs> Jeez. It must be amazing to be, you know, to be in a on a TV show that is a remake of a TV show that when you were a kid, you just, you know, you had to see. And now all of a sudden you're working for the actual guy who made that, you know, because a lot of times yeah. they remake them and it's not the same person, you know, and but uh, to work for him and then uh, be, you know, the one of the major characters in that show. Yeah, it was it was remarkable. Hmm. Now, one of the more recent ones that you've done, House of Cards, is that's another great show that uh, uh, you you did a great job in that one. I've been I've been watching House of Cards on Netflix. So. Yeah, I was watching it from day one, the moment it was released, and and um, I was such a huge fan, and then just you know was pinching myself to find myself actually there. I didn't. Uh, Never occurred to me <laughs> that I might end up on the show for a bit. Yeah. So how did you get in that one? Was it just a, a an open call again, or were? Uh, no, it was a you know it was a call went out you know to the to my agents and you know they submitted me and I actually that one was a self tape um, because they shot in uh, Baltimore and uh, I live in Los Angeles, so you know everybody was in Baltimore. So as happens a lot nowadays, you do a self tape, which is a kind of misnomer because you cannot do it by yourself. (laughs) You need someone to run the camera. You need someone to do the scene with. So we're always like tapping on our friends. Like we help me put myself on tape. We help me do the scene. So I went over to my, my friends, Brooke Smith and her husband, Steve and, and uh, Brooke read the scene with me and Steve shot it on my, on my iPhone. And then you emailed it off uh, to the powers that be. So it doesn't have to be a real fancy production or anything like that when you do that type of thing? Oh, gosh, no. No. no it's not a fancy production when you go on an Oh, really? Audition, it's not? An I... office audition. No, you're sitting in a folding chair usually with a, you know, a gray wall behind you. Um, you know, it's more of a, it's, it's more of a notation. It's more of a record, um, Mm -hmm. you know, because everybody's so kind of flung a field and different places and, and producers are some one place and casting people are in another city. And, um, so it's, it's a real speedy way to, to, you know, get the job done nowadays. And, 
Um, hey, people are making entire films on iPhones. It's true. Days, yeah, so I mean the quality is good. Nothing to, <laughs> nothing to sniff that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Huh. And and then you were on Kingdom too. I am on Kingdom. Oh, it's still you I still are. Okay. Continue to be on Kingdom. Um, we actually are just premiering our second season. Um, we did a season last fall, 10 episodes aired last fall. That was our, uh, first season and we've made 10 more and we are about to shoot the third season next week to uh, wow. do another 10 episodes. Um, and, uh, you can also catch up on kingdom. Very important to know that you, if you don't have direct TV or if you missed season one, you can get it on iTunes or Amazon or AT&T U-verse, or you can um, stream it on um, on demand on DirecTV hmm. and okay. catch up and watch this show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Isn't it amazing that, I mean, when when I was a kid, if an actor was out there, they had to be on one of the three networks for a TV yeah. show. And nowadays, mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's doing it. And, uh, you know, like you say, DirecTV, Netflix, uh, Amazon, they're all doing their own thing besides the networks and, and a lot of other net- networks, too. But um, it's just opened everything up. And the quality of these shows you know, a lot of times you used to think, at least I did anyways, way back when was, okay, this network is just, you know, they're putting out a show. It's going to be so-so. But, you know, now the quality is better <laughs> than what yeah, some of the, I, the I networks. Think, you know, the, the quality is very high. I You know, technology, the, the, the cameras and everything has, has gotten so amazing, the, the, the types of um, video cameras that we use and some shows still shoot film, but, um, that it's, it's, you can make very, very high quality, beautiful, beautiful shows very quick. You can get into spaces that you didn't used to be able to, you move around, um, all our show, um, which I, we should say for those who don't know, it's, it's set in the world of mixed martial arts. Um, also known as cage fighting. Um, it's set around a, a gym called Navy Street Gym in Venice, California, and um, Frank Grillo plays the owner of that gym and a trainer of um, champion fighters, two of whom are our sons. I, I am his estranged wife, and um, our sons are played by, um, by Jonathan Tucker and Nick Jonas. And we also have Matt Loria, who is also another fighter on the show. And, you know, we it's a very uh, action-packed, you know, in-the-ring, close-up, intimate, you know, this this type of fighting, this mixed martial arts fighting is, you know, no equipment, no, no, no headgear, nothing. It's very raw. Mm-hmm. And our, our, our cameras are all ha- handheld. 
I, it's it's very rare that that our cameras are anything but steady cams or you know hand shoulder mounts. So the cameras are very fluid. Also, it's a very dynamic, moving show. Um, and that said, it's very relationship oriented. It's about this family, about this dysfunctional family, and and what drives people to the extremes that it takes to climb into a ring and you know get beat up and beat up other people and get smashed in the face and on a regular basis. Um, so we're looking at, you know, the, both the, the physical extremes and the emotional extremes. Hmm. And like I was saying, the quality, when I said the quality, I, I, I didn't just mean the, the, the visual, but the stories, which, you know, mm-hmm. to, to me is one of the most important things. If you don't have a story, you got nothing. Uh, but the stories are good on these these shows, and uh, the actors who are coming on to them, because you know you got to have the good actors, and and you know obviously you have them. <laughs> it's it's you know. Um, yeah, I mean we we're being on Directv, which is um, the audience network on Directv, which is kind of a fledgling network in the in the in the realm of of original drama. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody on the show is 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 signing up for less money than they've made in the past because it's just a lower budgeted, it's unproven and it's a a lower, you know, starts off in a a lower budget. Um, But we are all, we're all there. We all were signing our names for the script, for the the first script that we all read, uh, written by Byron Velasco, who's our showrunner, the creator of the show. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was so profound and, and exciting that, you know, everybody who is involved in the show, it started there. Um, And uh, we're, you know, really excited to be able to put this story out into the world and tell it the way we want to. That's another thing that you're afforded by these newer platforms. Um, I think that there's a little more creative control for the showrunner. Um, It's not you know, there's, there's not the huge committees that, that might be involved in, in uh, standard network TV. Yeah. And that would drive and me up a wall. <laughs> we are, yeah. And we have, you know, we, we're not bound by, um, by standards and practices, mm-hmm. certain amount of sensors. Um, so, you know, you, you do really have to kind of go out on the edge to compete in, in television drama these days. And I feel like that has also, um, challenged the more standard networks to, you know, to create amazing dramas to, right. in, yeah. in order to, you know, compete with the Netflixes and the yeah. and the HBO and and um, and you know all these networks that kind of broke down a lot of barriers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now. Uh, in the future, is there any chance that we're going to see you putting, well, not putting on the gloves, but taking the gloves off and getting out there and kicking some butt or anything? <laughs> Christina's not a fighter. <laughs> Christina is the mother of fighters. Christina has, uh, my character, Christina, she has a different kind of fight going on. Christina's a heroin addict. And when you first meet her in season one, she is, uh, she's literally standing on the street corner. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a prostitute, and um, that's the way she's supporting her habit. 
and she's been estranged from the family for some time and gets you know brought by back in by by her son um jay who's played by jonathan tucker um whose sort of mission in life is to put his family back together so we see her um dealing with the challenges of, of addiction and trying to get clean and trying to make a life after, you know, having been where she has and the ups and downs of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, people should definitely go and watch that one, but uh, are there any other things that you have going on that you can tell us about? Well, like I said, we, we, we just, we, we've been shooting kingdom. We shot, um, 10 episodes took a six week break and, and are going into the next, um, 10. So that's been my main focus right now. I'm also a single mom. So that's, oh, that's where the rest of my energy goes <laughs> when I'm not on the set. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Joanna, I'd like to finish up with, uh, two final questions and taking us away from your acting and everything else. When you sit back and relax, what are your favorite TV shows to watch now and in the past? And what's your favorite movies now and of the past? Oh, goodness. That's a, that's a huge question. <laughs> we could be here a while with that. Um, my favorite shows run the gamut from, you know, everybody's favorites these days. Game of Thrones, Orphan Black. I just, uh, I'm amazed. I, I'm completely wrapped up in the story of, of Orphan Black, but I'm also amazed Tatiana Maslany. Um, I just watching her is a is an acting education um uh i love nashville mm-hmm. i yeah. i love um oh, parks and recreation when it was on um uh doll and m is a is a an internet a show on the that you can see on the internet mm-hmm. um um god i'm trying to think I mean, so much television to watch and so little time. I know. <laughs> Especially when one has a kid in the house. Like, so much of it is like, oh, God, i got to wait till she's gone. Right. <laughs> I can't be able to turn on this stuff. Um, what about movies? Oh, God. Um, movies, movies. What are some of my favorite movies? Well, I recently made my daughter sit down in front of Turner Classic Movies and watch Gone with the Wind. There you go, a classic. And she's only 11, so that was a challenge, but she stuck with it. Mm-hmm. She stuck with it four hours later. Um, <laughs> so hopefully she'll uh, revisit it again and maybe get a little more out of it. But um, but I like, I, I mean, I um, love classic movies. The, the thing I find most relaxing is watching classic movies. Um, in my trailer at work, mm-hmm. um, we're lucky enough to have direct TV in our trailer. Um, and, <laughs> <They better. laughs> uh, yeah. And I will just keep, um, turn a classic movies on just cause that, you know, the, the sort of the movies that are current are sort of part of the business right now mm-hmm. and, and, and kind of take, take, my attention in a different way. I, I it's a, a, a lot more escapist and relaxing for me to watch old movies, at least, you know, when I'm working. Mm-hmm. Well, Joanna, I want to thank you so much for sharing with us. Uh, I really do appreciate it that you took the time. I know you're busy and uh, thank you so much. Well, thank you. A big thank you going out to Joanna going for joining us here at on screen and beyond if you get a chance to check out some of the shows she's been on or the movies, she does a great job, and uh, it's so nice to have her here at On Screen and Beyond. 
one of our guests. And if you have a suggestion for a guest, you can email it to me at feedback at onscreenthebeyond.com. I'll see about getting that on for you and uh, get that person, see if we can find them and get them on here. And uh, also, if you have a connection with somebody, send that over my way because we always love to uh, get some help from our listeners. And uh, let's see, what else here? Um, if you are on Facebook, be sure to like us. If you are on iTunes, leave us a review. Help get the word out. Tell a friend and spread the word about On Screen and Beyond. So many great guests that everybody can enjoy, and they're all right there. And if you can't get them on iTunes, because uh, they may not have all of them, they should, but some, sometimes it messes up or whatever. But uh, you can always go to onscreenandbeyond.com. We have them all right there for sure. So uh, any way you want to do it, just have them go out and listen to those uh, people who have been in their TV shows, movies, uh, singing songs that they've loved over the years, uh, whether it's uh, from old movies, old TV shows, or some of the brand new ones that are just out. Uh, we've got them all right here at On Screen and Beyond. We're going to keep giving you more. So uh, keep listening, and uh, hope you will uh, keep on telling people about On Screen and Beyond. All over the world, people are listening, and uh, we appreciate that. Love getting your emails. If you want to just chat with me, send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. And uh, without you guys, just, you know, the show's got nothing. So <laughs> I'm just talking to myself <laughs> if, if, if you're not there. Other than me and the guest, that's it, you know. But uh, we do appreciate it, and uh, it's nice to have you all listening. So... That's it. That's a wrap for this week. So until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. Mm -hmm.